Hey y'all, it's your girl Monique Esther. I am your hostess with the mostest here at Grab Your Stuff Podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to be joining me on episode number two. Thank you to everybody who watched episode number one. The response has been overwhelming. I'm really grateful. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. Thank you for following along with me on this journey. And it's only going to get better from here. Today's episode is a doozy. But y'all see, y'all see. So our first segment, as you all learned last week, is Let Me Put You On. This is a segment where I put you on to something that I think is pretty cool and that you should try. Maybe it's something that is sponsored. Maybe not. Maybe it's just whatever's tickling my fancy. But whether it's sponsored or not, it's always going to be something that I absolutely believe in. Last week, y'all tried it. But this week, I'm really excited about this one. Um, Let me put you on to getting an esthetician, y'all. First of all, let's can we can we zoom in on the skin? Can we? Do you see? Do you see the skin is giving? I have on makeup, but you don't understand. Okay, you don't understand how this skin, this glow. First of all, the beat is by my esthetician. On top of that, so it's really just an all-around situation. Okay. Um, my esthetician is literally the best. She is Rockstar Looks here um, near Atlanta, Georgia, and or Rockstar uh, Rockstar Skin Studios. Excuse me, she updated her name. Rockstar Looks Skin Studio, and I am really, really excited to talk about um, having an esthetician. This is absolutely not paid. This is not a sponsored. Let me put you on at all. I just want to tell y'all, I have had acne since I was like ten really really bad acne for the first time in my life and um if we can get like i'm gonna send in photos so y'all can see the side by side of how my face looked just a year ago and what my skin looks like now loads of difference whether you have acne or not i recommend getting esthetician and getting facials at least you know once a month once a quarter whatever just to get those cells to turn over so that way you always have new glowy skin um it has literally changed my life my confidence has shot through the roof and I'm so glad that I did this y'all I have tried everything I tried proactive I tried dermatologists I was on medication I was on topical ointments I was on all this stuff this has been the only thing in all of my years to work so again whether you have acne or not whether you have any sort of skin condition or not I recommend you getting an esthetician wherever you are in the world but if you're in Atlanta Go see my girl. Don't take my appointment time because I will fight you. But go see my girl Bianca at Rockstar Look Skin Studio. Rockstar Skin. I'm going to just put the at somewhere over here. Okay, so y'all can see my girl. Y'all can y'all can check her out. She's really the baddest in the game and has a really tight lock on what my skin needs. So today's topic is a man with a plan. Okay, now... I, this this is going to seem like it's primarily for the ladies, but gentlemen, hang in there with me, okay? If you are a patron, first of all, thank you. But if you're not, hop on over to Patreon, whether you are a woman or a man. I want to hear your thoughts on this episode. It's going to seem, like I said, like it's primary for the ladies, but it's for everybody. We all, I, I want us all to talk about this episode, okay? So here's where this topic stems from. Back when I was engaged, I remember... Um, we were driving, I want to say we were driving uh, from church, like we were leaving church and we were just in the car talking and he said something to the, the effect of like, he really felt almost, I don't want to say jealous, but it was like, man, I've always kind of um, 
admired how you always seem really sure of yourself you have these goals you have these plans and and all these things I was aiming for um but for him like at that point in his life he had never really felt strongly enough about anything um to like I did right like but he had this epiphany um as he was you know thinking about where our lives were going at that point moving towards marriage um and he had like this epiphany and realized that like his dream was having a wife and kids, right? Like that was his thing. Like, you know what? That's what I'm passionate about. And then fast forward two years and I'm sitting down at our kitchen table listening to him tell me that he basically didn't want to be married anymore because he never got a chance to like really live out his life and, and the things that he wanted to do without the responsibility of anyone else. And so it seems like what was once this really nice dream that he thought that he could be passionate about kind of turned into a burden. And this is not before we go, before we move forward. I just, just want to say this really quick. Um, several weeks ago from the date that you guys are seeing this, somebody like DM'd me and they made a fake page so they couldn't say it with their chest. Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> they said something to the effect of like, you know, like I would overshare about my experiences with divorce and my past relationships and like um, something about how like I was like dragging it. Like I ain't really go through nothing. Like y'all like long soliloquy of words telling me basically that I'm a fraud and I ain't really go through nothing. And that man seems nice the way you be talking about him. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, God bless you, ma'am. Um, no, but I really said that. Like I was like, oh wow. Like I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, but I want to say that anytime I ever share, it's never to bash. It's never to um, try and like drag out my experiences. But these are like my real life lived experiences. And a part of what I do is like using those experiences in order to help you guys or even to help myself sometimes to like process things. And so I'm not sharing in malice. I've never y'all who have been following my OG followers. I ain't never dogged this person now I've never even so much as said their name um so just FYI like this isn't about this episode is not about him but it's giving context to the topic okay back to the matter at hand um and so for just a little bit of background of my experience like we were 18 when we got uh when we when we, when we met excuse me, we were freshmen in college and then we were married by the time that we were 23. And like, I don't necessarily believe that getting married younger automatically means you're going to get divorced or like you you don't have a solid bond or anything. I, I know people who have been together since they were kids or in, they were college sweethearts or whatever, and they're still married today happily. And so I actually don't subscribe to like, oh, you're too young. Like, don't, I don't think that that's true. But I do believe now, the mistake that um, I in particular made was not really clarifying, like, our plans, our goals, our desires. Like, I knew what I wanted and some of my goals, but he kind of really didn't. Like, he was, you know, he's probably still successful, like, in his field. He has a career um, and, and had a career at that point, but um, I never took the time to really, truly explore some of the things that were, like, passionate for him like what he had passion for um and I think that that probably could have made him feel maybe stifled like I don't have anything else because as we move on like you realize that like on my end I was so consumed with the idea that somebody finally chose me 
if we're keeping a whole a whole buck, right? A whole buck 50. Like, oh, somebody finally chose me. Let me not rock the boat. Let me not, you know, dig in too much. Like, you know, like I'm 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 finally getting to the Mecca, the promised land of marriage, right? Like I we here now. So the only thing I really was digging into was like how many kids do you want when do you want to have them like how many times you want to cook dinner how many times you want to have sex okay cool we good um and so I feel like there was a time where he was kind of lost and um there was kind of some signs during our engagement but I never really dug in to be like well what is this you know like I was just like I don't want to lose this we didn't send out the wedding invitations onward okay onward and upward um and the reality is like I wasn't too moved because on the outside he seemed pretty confident he seemed pretty content so if you cool I'm cool we all cool um but I think that this is a, a mistake that a lot of us make especially those of us who are single like we're so consumed with the idea of being partnered and being in a relationship being married that we miss out on asking the things that will keep the longevity of that relationship because we don't want to rock the boat Sometimes you need to. And so one thing that I learned is like when somebody's plan for their life revolves around you, that's a red flag. That's kind of a red flag. Um, And in my case, like I don't think that he was like doing it like, oh, my whole life revolves around her. He was a pretty like individualistic kind of guy. But like hit, I think the dose of reality that hit him was that I'm cool. Um... But little old me and our, like, imaginary children that we didn't even have yet, like, was not enough to satisfy him. And I don't even think that that's a bad thing, right? I don't think that that's a bad thing because I think that there should be a level of contentment, but there should be, like, life is meant to be full, right, to be lived out. And so sometimes just that one thing is not going to satisfy all of your needs. And that one thing being me and a hope and a future of kids that we didn't even have yet, like, definitely is not something that would um you know over time it can kind of make you feel like ah oh, is this it you know and and like i said it's not a bad thing because the reality is i make for a very poor god like i am not a good savior i'm not a good um all knowing uh omniscient omnipresent being okay and to be honest like when you're when you're a dream like in a case like that when what 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 when what the majority of somebody wants in life is everybody and everything outside of who God created them to be and they're they're the things that burn the passion of their hearts like it can kind of it pedestals you in a way that can only lead you to disappointment because once in a family is cool but what do you do when you have it like what happens now you know like we here now so okay you got it then what you know what I mean? Like, what's what's the plan? What you gonna do with it? And do you know what it what it'll cost you outside of cute IG pictures where we all match in t-shirts and shoes, right? Do you know um, what what it means to like really have your dream? Do you know and and will that satisfy you? Because um, listen, there is literally nobody in this world that I can build my life upon outside of Jesus, because. If that ever, if that person ever leaves my life or if they fall away or that relationship doesn't work out, then what happens? You know what I mean? You're kind of just left stuck. And I think as women, we can get so wrapped up in the promise that we forget to ask for the plan. Okay. We don't ask enough questions because we don't want to seem naggy. We're quick to commit because we don't want to let that one slip away. 
we don't get enough information or we don't even know enough about our own gifts, our own desires, our own capacities to see if whatever a man does have planned, like whatever his calling is, can we really partner with that? Should we really partner with that? Or should we move to the side for somebody else who is a better fit, a better compliment? We don't want to hear that gospel though. Because sometimes you got to move to the side and realize like, you know what? Homeboy want to be a pastor and I don't want to be up in church every day. Okay. Like, I, I don't I I don't wanna I don't wanna smile and shake everybody's hands after church. I'll be wanting to go. Or if he is called to like you know, like I said, if he's called to ministry, do you does he expect you to sit on the front row all the time and you're not really that type of person? Like are you okay with uh if he has you know, to preach somewhere else, like you cool with not going sometimes? Or are you cool with having to go every time? If that's his thing, like whatever those things are, you got to look at whatever that man's plans is and what his expectations are and, and realistically like pray and like, God, do I have the capacity and the ability to partner with this vision or do I need to step to the side? And is it authentic for me to step into this position, into this partnership? Like, can I express and be myself authentically in this relationship? Okay. Let's say he want to be an entrepreneur. I remember back, uh, back last year, everybody was mad at B Simone for saying that she wanted to be with entrepreneur because he just got it and blah, blah, blah. Well, cool. Dude is, is making, is, uh, you know, out here doing his thing, but are you cool with inconsistent months financially sometimes? Like if he's still kind of building up to that level, are you cool with one month being like, uh, Dior, Fenzi, Gucci, and then next month being ramen and hot dogs? Like, I mean, that's pretty drastic. And also means that you might be a poor st- steward of, of your finances. But my point is like it, entrepreneurship comes with risk. Are you okay with those types of risks? Right. Are you okay um, with not always knowing like, is this going like, are, you know, is this going to be that month? Like, do we got to be a little tighter? Do you know how to stretch a dollar? Do you know how to be supportive? You know how to shake hands and, you know, at networking events, you like, are you on board with what his, his um, entrepreneurial goals are? Like if he's, uh, um, if he is a, I don't know, uh, if he owns clubs and you don't really go to the clubs, are you cool with being married to somebody who owns clubs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are weird examples, but you get my point. (laughs) Like you have to think like, where do I fit in this person's plans? Where do I fit in what they're called to? Does my, is my calling affected by his calling? Is, is, is our, our expectations for me something that I can actually uphold and live up to authentically, not having to put on a mask and turn into somebody else, put on a costume in order to support this man. No, I want to be able to still be me, whether I'm supporting him or whether I'm by myself. Right. So these are the things that we have to think about. And and what about this? What's his plan for discipleship in your household? If you're if you're at the point where you're contemplating marriage, what's his plan for his career growth? If he's working a nine to five and what and how far is he willing to go for it? Is he one of those people like, oh, yeah, I could do this for the next 20 years. Or is he like, yo, I want to move up the corporate ladder or whatever. And what it what are what is he willing to go through for? Is he willing? Is he like, no, you got to be cool with me staying um, late at night and missing dinner sometimes. You got to be cool with coming to every company picnic and function, which honestly, I really enjoyed doing. But like, well, how far is he willing to go? Or is he the type of person like, no, I have a cutoff. I have, you know, work-life balance. And, and I'm not saying one is necessarily better than the other, although, eh, but you know, if he's, if those are his goals and that's what he's willing to do to get to them, can you realistically partner with that and be supportive of that without feeling like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 about to grow resentment, right? This is why it's important to know a plan. It's not even just about making sure that um, you can partner with it, making sure that it fits you, but it's about can you truly be a helpmeet to this person? 
How about this? What's his plan for dating? Like, is he one of those go with the flow? Like, you know, what's understood ain't got to be explained, little shoddy, you know what I'm saying? Or is he like, oh, yeah, no, I really, I, I'm getting to know people right now intentionally in hopes of getting married. My goal is to get married in the next couple years. Again, depending on where that person is in their life, one may not be worse than the other. But do you know that plan? And if that plan doesn't fit what your goals and expectations are, are you willing to walk away? Or are you going to do that thing where, you know, we sit around and hope that we change their mind? Okay. Um, and, and Or even this one, like, what is his plan for communication? How does he communicate? Is he, uh, I'll text you when I text you, I'll call you when I call you, I'll see you when I see you. Or is he very intentional? Um, and I don't even think that Torah Sense, who I absolutely love, by the way, um, y'all should follow her at Torah, T-O-R-A-H-C-E-N-T-S. Um, she talks about how, like, what we see as consistency is not really consistency. Like a lot of the times we want, like, why do you want to talk to a man every day? Like, have you ever talked to, thought about that? Like, why do you want to talk to him on the phone every day? Why do you want to text him every day? Do you have nothing else going on in your life? Pretty much. Um, but for those who really, really need that, and they're like, no, I need that at all costs. That's on my list. Like, what do you do when you encounter somebody who's not like that? Like, is he a good communicator? Is he able to say like, Hey, I can't meet that, that kind of thing. But what I can do is this. And a lot of these things, like, I'm not saying he needs a plan for every minute detail of his life. Like, I'm not saying that because I think we can go too far. Like, no, I need to know what your intentions are and y'all just met. Like, you blinked at him, he blinked at you, and now you want to know what his intentions are for you. Like, nah, hold up. You know, but as de depending on where you are, right, the phase that you are with a man what like there should be some sort of an understanding of where you are and maybe where you could be going or even what their plan is for themselves like that's really important um so yeah I'm not saying he needs to have his entire every single second of his life down to a detail planned out but if he has no idea what he wants to do where he wants to go from a foundational perspective you might not want to hit your wagon to that horse because where y'all going right so in like the dating talking phase, a lot of times you can get some of these answers through, you know, just observation, but don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to be like, yeah, so, you know, what are your, um, you know, where not, not just where do you see yourself in five years, but what have you done to accomplish some of the goals that you want to see in five years? I think I saw that question from Tora as well. She has, um, this book called the art of questioning men. Y'all should check that out too. Free plug. Um, but like knowing how to ask your questions in a way that that doesn't feel like you're just poking at him. Well, what you going to do? What's your plan? Do you want kids? Do you, like, but in a way that draws out a response um, that makes him feel comfortable, but also gives you clarity on what's going on. And another thing that you can observe is like if his day to day life is disorganized and chaotic and he's really just like, mm, you know, whatever. Again, it's not a judgment. But please understand that moving forward, that's what your life is going to look like, too. Like a lot of the times we, we like to act surprised when people manifest into exactly who they are and who they've been all along because we didn't take the time to observe or what we observe. We tried to like, oh, like, that's fine. I'm sure that's not going to affect me, sis. Everything you see and how you see it is kind of going to affect you. And fellas, if you're watching. Let me know if I'm right. Like, let me know, like, if you're like, yeah, no, that's right. Like, people be expecting me. Like, if, if you the type of dude to 
you know what I'm saying? Like you're uh you you missing the laundry basket now? Like you're throwing laundry on the floor instead of in your basket and they come to your house and they see that like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to still keep doing that when I'm married. And that's my new, but it goes to show like people don't change overnight. People don't change just because you're in a relationship with them or get married. It's a process. And so whatever you see now is is uh, see yourself partnering with that and if that's reasonable for you. Okay? Um, and so I will say too, like another, just so y'all know what this can look like, <laughs> another little anecdote, way, way, way too soon during and like during my separation after my divorce, I started like talking to somebody. Don't do this. Um, and I like, when I tell you, I tried to make it fit, like make it fit when it totally was not fitting. Um, and he had like these passions, he had these ideas, but baby, he had not one little bit of a plan. Not a piece, not an iota, not a pinch of a plan. And so what did I do? I took it upon myself to plan for him. Like every single day of his life was pretty much an adventure. And he was just like navigating it like, and I'm just like, all right, we're going to organize all of this. Okay. And this is how you're going to live your life. And like, that was so, it was literally the most frustrating and fruitless thing that I had ever put my intentions towards because the reality is if he doesn't have a plan and he don't want a plan no matter how much you like him you cannot force him and the best thing you can do for him is move on like the best thing you can do for somebody is to let them live the life that they're already living and allowing them to manage those things on their own so that way they can, you know, excel and do whatever or find people that work better for them. And for you to stop, like, the frustration that comes with that and just live your, like, move on. You don't have to. And, and here's the thing, like, you don't have to like people just because they like you. You don't have to be around people just because you really, really like them or you can see a future. Seeing a future isn't enough. Is a future realistic? Is it what God intends for your life? Will it advance your calling? Will it advance his calling? Will it be purposeful in the earth? And I'm not saying like, I'm a, I am a proponent of casually dating, like and getting to know people. But as you move forward and like rationally think through the process of partnering up with somebody, you have to be honest about what you see and, and make a decision that is wise and that is healthy. So that way, both of you can continue on with your lives. It's not just about you. It's not just about you. Like, let me find out because da, 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 da. like one thing about dating is you have to also consider other people, right? Like it's not just about you and your experience, but what their experience could be or, or, or if it's even reasonable and rational for them. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, like, I feel like we're all endowed with purpose and like before we get into covenant and I, and I, made this whole post on Facebook about like the idolatry of purpose because I really think that it has been idolized. We have turned purpose into an idol where we are chasing purpose more than the one who gave us purpose, right? Like we're like, oh God, I need to know what my purpose is. I need, like, we're not even asking God, like, Lord, what is your will for my life? Like, what would you, what, what is your desire? What do you get joy from? What pleases you about me? How, how would you like to get glory today? But we're like, God, what's my purpose? Show me my purpose. And really the reality is we all have the same purpose and it's to glorify God. The manifestation of that comes in your calling and your assignment and what God is calling you to. But um, if you guys remember from episode one, talking about opening, uh, holding everything with an open hand. What if God is not calling you to the masses and he's calling you to to being impactful in your home? Like what if he's calling you to be impactful in your job? But you're like purpose, purpose, purpose. I need to be on a grand stage because that like purpose is not has nothing to do with how many people are watching. 
Purpose has nothing to do with how flashy and how cool everything looks. Purpose is all about glorifying God and your calling and assignments allow you to do that. But sometimes like the best thing you can do that bring gives God glory is breathing today. Because it's literally his breath in, in your lungs. And just by you breathing, like just by you using that breath to to um, worship, using that breath to whatever. I'm getting on a tangent, I'm realizing. But either way, we all have purpose. We all have a calling. We all have an assignment before we ever get in covenant with anyone else. And I suggest that all of us, men and women, that we tap into how God wants us to live out that purpose before we add anyone else to the mix. That way we're less likely to settle for somebody without a plan. And BT does like another asterisk inside. I'm not saying that women actually don't need to have a plan either. Cause I do think that we need to look into um, like, what do I want out of my life? Like, what is your dream? What are the things that you want? Well, what do you want? Um, what what has God laid on your heart, and how how creatively do you see that coming out? Right, like coming coming to fruition. I don't want you to deter and bail on your plans for the sake of being in covenant with somebody. Like the the goal of being in covenant is not to abandon. Like you're abandoning other people, you're you're abandoning those things, but you're not abandoning you and who God created you to be. And so I would even recommend for men, like don't date a woman who is just out here lost in the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like who's just like waiting for somebody to like rescue you because like you have to you don't want to be in a position where you're you you have a child instead of a spouse right and I'm not again for women who their ministry their calling their assignment is to be mothers and things like that you may not have a child right now or you may not you know have like a a house to manage so to speak but how do you love people how do you care for people are you managing your time well in these things are you organized like whatever it is that you know your calling and your purpose is you're calling it your assignment is how are you moving towards those things now? Right. And so, um, yeah, like, and this, the, another thing, like as far as, um, biblically where we get this from, this is something that, um, miss Rachel Yvonne kind of put me on to. We did a live in AW several months back. Um, she's a femininity coach. So if you're into that and, and want to, you know, tap into your feminine energy she's an amazing person to do that so Rachel Yvonne um but we did a live and she and we talked about how like Eve was created after Adam was walking in his calling and in his in in his assignment she was literally fashioned after God saw every other area of Adam's life was fulfilled and in full operation except his emotional and relational needs he had done all of these things like God was like, it is good. It is good. It is good. Here's man. Here's your land. You know, be, do all of these things like take care of the land. And then God looked and he was like, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not it wasn't it's it's not good for man to not have a job. It's not good for man to, you know, not um be doing like all these. It was like it was not good for me because all those other areas have been fulfilled. Right. But he was like, it's not good for you to be alone. There is a gap in your emotional needs and your relational connection that needs to be filled. And so I'm going to create woman. I'm going to create this woman, this person, this partner that will help you excel in a way that you can't do on your own. So that's why I'm saying it's important for us to also know, because if you're not partnering with somebody, if you're not being like an asset, if you're not being um, and I don't mean asset like a thing, but if you are not in a position because you're so lost in yourself, if you're not in a position to where you know what your um, 
what you're calling your assignment is like you cannot help to round out that person's emotional and and um, relational needs because you're still trying to figure out who you are as a person right so at least i believe like ladies also need a plan and make sure that you get with somebody who has a plan or at least is working towards it. And while you're on the journey to whatever your relational goals are, make sure that you have your own plan that doesn't look like waiting on someone else with a plan to save you. Amen. 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 I heard you guys all say amen. I did. Um, so what are we grabbing this episode? First of all, sense. Some sense. I'm just kidding. But really, like, believing what you observe and what your discernment is telling you so that way you can have a fruitful dating life. The second thing is we are grabbing the courage to question. And then the third thing is our own divine calling and plan, what God has placed on our hearts for us to do um, and be fruitful in the earth. So that way we can partner with somebody else and be um, an, an added asset to their leg- legacy. So that moves us to questions and confessions, okay? This one's a doozy. I got it from Six Brown Chicks. Remember, I want to get some questions from you guys. I want to get whatever questions or confessions that you have. I can read it up here. It'll be anonymous. All you have to do is go to info at verniqueester.com, subject line, questions and confessions, and then drop your question and confessions. Like I said, it'll be totally anonymous. So we can talk about it on the show. But this one's a little ratch ratch. I got it from Six Brown Chicks. And it says... <clears throat> Our church had a winter dinner for couples and I took my boyfriend of five years. He arrived drunk. Dinner is served. Pastor tells men to serve the most beautiful women at their table. My boyfriend got another woman's plate and then started fighting her man. WTF advice. Okay. The first mistake you made. um, And this is slight. This is, again, if you guys turn in. A question is going to be like that. But this is slightly judgy. Like, what I'm saying slightly judgy. But the first problem is boyfriend of five years. Um, because what is we doing? Like, man, I'm going to assume that she's like 19, right? So let's move on. Um, he arrived drunk. So, again, like, he, he knew, ma'am, where you all were going, correct? He knew the destination. If not, perhaps you have, um, maybe the communication was not intact on your end. Um, he arrived drunk. And then he, like, the most beautiful woman, woman, like, let's be honest. We all know, like, okay, let's be honest, okay? We all know that when your man or you say, like, uh, you are just the most beautiful thing. Like, nine times out of nine, you don't literally mean that they are the most, most beautiful person in the world. Like, because, you know what I'm saying, Michael B. Jordan exists. And so, whoever I marry, um, what, yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, so basically, y'all, there are people in this room and they're cracking me up. Okay. But literally, like, we all know that there are other people probably more attractive than your spouse, right? But, ma'am, sir, if ever anybody tells you to find the most beautiful person in the room and I'm with you, find me. Find me, bro. Or else we're going to square up. Point blank, period. So that was problem number two. But then he starts fighting her man. Likely because he was like, yo, like, why you getting my girl a plate? And now you sitting here looking dumb because you're plateless. You hungry. You're hungry and your man is fighting somebody to give somebody else a plate. That's all. Break up with him, sis. That's the advice. Let me just, plain and simple, break up with him, sis, because 
obviously it's not even about you being the most beautiful person it's the respect and the disrespect like what's that phrase that says um drunk man tells no tales basically like when you drunk you're being honest which i don't always necessarily subscribe to but in this particular case he's telling you how he feels about you he's like i don't care i'm gonna disrespect you right here in your face and where disrespect is tolerated the relationship is already falling apart so that's my advice sis break up with him move on with your life and especially like five years like unless and maybe you don't have any desire to be married and if that's not your thing glory be to god and amen for you um but if you do have those goals and you're at a point where you're like um i didn't want to wait five years that wasn't in my plan just go ahead sis it's okay just go ahead it's gonna be all right okay so um again Follow me at Vernique Esther for anything health, um, health, wholeness, or excuse me, healing, wholeness. And um, follow me at Authentically Wed for all things relationship-based. Join the Facebook group, over 5,000 members. Um, Authentically Wed, it's lit. We say, but we're like, you know, we're from the east side. Um, and join the Patreon. So that way you can see my gorgeous face, but also... So you can join in on the conversation and tell me your thoughts on this episode. Do you have any advice for sis like, and what she should do about her man giving somebody else a plate? Do you have any thoughts on having a man with a plan? Are you a man with a plan? Are you a man without a plan? I want to hear from you. Join the Patreon. Um, you can be a patron for varying tiers. We just want, we just need you to support the efforts. Because if you're liking this show, we want to keep doing this show. And I want to make sure that you get the best possible because it's not cheap. And it's not free. Okay. So um, support this by doing that. If you are interested in a sponsorship, also you can email info at Vernique Esther, uh, subject title sponsor. And, you know, we can get you in front of thousands of people. Like, because we popping. Okay. All right. Um, so my sign off today is stop expecting healed things from broken places. All right. That's all. Until next time, grab your stuff and let's go.